I thought, I'm just going to take Chris out on a bike and we're just going to ride. We're just going to pedal and do nothing else. We don't have to talk about anything heavy. We're just going to ride bikes. He's going to see for the first time in his life that biking is more fun than getting shit-faced. I knew that what we were doing was essentially a life or death activity for Chris. From Outside Magazine, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a cyclist learns what it really means to share her passion. After this. My name is Tracy Ross. I live in Nederland, Colorado. My passion is writing about things that bother me. I write a lot of essays. I've written a memoir called The Source of All Things, and I do investigative reporting and profiles, a lot of it for Outside Magazine. And I raise three children. And when I'm not doing all of that, I am always either on my bike, mountain biking, or skiing, or in a raft, or a ducky. So in 2015, I decided to take my brother on a big bike ride across Kansas, which is totally crazy because Kansas is not a place I would ever want to ride my bike, or at least I thought so in the beginning. We set off from his house in Overland Park, and we did a three-day ride across the turnpike and into some smaller towns. It was Labor Day weekend, so it was hot as hell. Oppressive in a way that I have never felt before, except for maybe being in India. It was 100 degrees. The humidity was probably like 99.9%, if not 105%. The sun reflected off of the blacktop, and it was burning like under my chin, and I felt like it was like burning inside my mouth. But Chris was like overweight, super out of shape. He actually had liver disease already and I didn't know it. He's an alcoholic and he knew that we were going to go do this ride just so I could be like, hey, let's go do something together. It's going to be a big adventure and you're kind of scared of everything and your life has gotten really small and fuck that. I'm going to take you out on an adventure that I do because I just wanted to like jolt him out of his alcoholism and he was just pouring sweat like it was coming off in like little rivulets off of his face And on every hill, Chris would just labor up this thing. And I honestly was like, he could die. He could die. And I was like, you know, part counselor, part sister, part person who loves my brother very, very much, and part, like, bitch. I just was like, we're doing this, and it might suck, but at the end of it, you are going to find out who you are without alcohol. Which I know sounds kind of crazy, but I believed that it would do it. You know, it was cooler on the second morning or we had adapted to it or something. And, you know, there was that sort of scene that you imagine in Kansas with like 
the grasses and this beautiful early fall color. So there were moments of levity in that way. But a lot of it was us writing and me kind of managing Chris's fear because he was really afraid by then of life and everything. And also trying to be kind of hard-nosed at the same time, like we're going to stay out here as much as it sucks because we are going to attain a goal. God, maybe he'll see how great this is and how special it is that we're out here doing this horribly difficult thing together. And, you know, when we would get to the top of a hill, there was one in particular when he did say, I'm, I can do this. Like, maybe I can do this. As we kept riding and we kept reaching these milestones, he kept saying, like, this is cool. I remember bikes and I remember riding and it used to be so fun when we were young and you had that red bike with the sparkly banana seat and we'd just terrorize the neighborhood because we were like those kids. Like we'd ride down the road with our shirts off and make fun of like the pregnant lady, neighbor lady or whatever. And it took me back to innocence and a time before drinking and him being addicted. And it was, you know, it was just really moving. So um, on May 28th, Chris died on May 28th, 2020. He didn't get sober in 2015. No, he got sober for seven months before he died. He was sober for seven months before he died. He would send me texts, which I still have, showing me his sobriety coin metal things from AA and being like, hey, when this pandemic's over, let's go ride the Katy Trail, which is out also in Kansas. But the reason that I choose to remember that ride in Kansas over everything else is because of one moment. He was standing at the top of a hill after we'd ridden through a section of this beautiful grass and corn or whatever, and the light glinting off of that in this golden way, and then the light coming off of this beautiful silos out there and puffy, like, Kansas clouds in the sky. And I could tell he was proud that he had proven not only to himself, but to me, his sister. I could tell that he had a sense of pride that he probably hadn't felt in 10 years. There were moments where Chris would get to the top of a hill like the second or third day and just be, be happy. Like, I just did that. And I would be like, yeah, you did. You know, when we die, we like, I, I, I refuse to believe that our souls are just like, bang, lights out, you're dead, nothing more. Like, we're still around, but we're sort of lifted up and filled out in our spirit form by, like, the best moments, even if they're amid hardship. And just that look of pride and that sound of pride in his voice at that moment. We're out there in the middle of nowhere and it's hotter than hell. Like, that's what I want to remember about him, not how he died.
If you found something that is good for you and that brings you joy, share that. Don't hoard it. Don't make it, I'm better than you, or look at me, I lucked out and you didn't, or I'm too busy riding my bike and the way I love riding my bike to ride the way that might help you. So that would be my advice. Like share what you love with people that are struggling and also know that it may not be right for them and that's okay too. The point is to share. Tracy Ross is an award-winning writer and investigative journalist who lives with her family in Nederland, Colorado. She contributes frequently to Outside Magazine and Outside Online. You can keep up with her many projects and adventures on Instagram at heli underscore girl underscore 1970. This story was produced by Patty O'Connell. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.